You talking about the Star Spangled Banner? (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to TMI, That's My Interest podcast. I am your host, Rebecca, and I am here with my co-host, Rude. Rude. <laughs> I've demoted you. <laughs> oh, my co-host, but you didn't say my name. Uh, I'm no. Megan. Yes. And uh, Megan, what, what do you do? Who, who are you? Uh, well, first of all, I feel like I should be the host because I'm the one who's doing the topic for today. So maybe the host is whoever's doing the topic and the co-host. Too late. <laughs> okay. Well, I am something. And uh, I am currently... <laughs> an English teacher in Japan, but probably by the time this podcast comes out, I'm going to be a science teacher in Japan. That's so exciting. Thank you. I'm very stressed about moving though. So who knows when this podcast is going to come out? Who knows when our other podcast before this is going to come out? We were trying to do every other week, but the last one we released was three weeks after the one before. Our release schedule has been a little hectic, but bear with us. We're going through some life transitions, but things are going to level out and then we're going to have, you know, it's, it's going to be good. So yeah, you know what? We're worth the wait. We are worth the wait. That is a good <laughs> thing to say because it's true. Do you want to talk about your life change that's coming up or is it too early? I mean, by the time this comes out, it'll be like at least three weeks from now. It is fine for me to talk about. So up until this point, I have introduced myself as a data analyst in Northern California. But she's but lying. I- she's actually a spy. <laughs> she's from Russia. Do, we, do your best Russian accent. The funny thing is that actually previously my job title was um, CSI, <laughs> which it's, it's an acronym, but like, that's like, pretty funny so i i am a spy but next august i'll be beginning a phd program in the midwestern slash southern united states i haven't decided if i'm going to what what i'm going to claim if i should say i'm in i'm in the midwest or the south i I feel like i should leave that up to megan to decide i told you it's the south we've i've told you like eight times that it's part of the south We've right, literally I'm going to the south, y'all. Y'all, oh. I'm gonna start using y'all. All right. I think that the, the unnamed state that you're gonna be in is part of the south. In this unnamed state, I will be pursuing a, a PhD in communication. So I am very excited. Getting my PhD has been a lifelong dream for me, and I feel like that dream is finally coming true. So I'm very excited. That's so exciting. And you also got like a full ride. Yeah, I'm very fortunate in that I was offered full tuition and a graduate teaching assistantship. So it was definitely an offer I couldn't pass up. You know, the job I have now and the company that I work for currently is a great company. I have nothing but nice things to say about company and people that I've worked with this is just an opportunity I can't pass up. So I'm, I'm very excited. <laughs> and I can tell Rebecca is uh, rehearsing her speech tomorrow that she's like <laughs> two weeks at work. Yeah, I'm, I'm putting in my two weeks tomorrow. So I've got anxiety. <laughs> she's really, she's just sticking to the party line. 
yes leave on good terms that's nice see me on the other hand i'm just leaving my current job with just both middle fingers just out and no i'm that's the vibe inside of me and it's a little bit coming out my changing job it's so funny we're like changing jobs at kind of the same point or we're quitting I know, it's funny it's funny all the way across the pacific ocean god what do i say i i'll say that i've been working as an alt in japan uh for anyone who doesn't know what that means it's an assistant language teacher so i'm not a full-time teacher and i like do team teaching classes so i always work with a japanese teacher and one of the kind of annoying things about being an alt is that like we often are just super undervalued and not given enough work but forced to go to work every day for a certain number of hours and I've just like I've been doing it for five years and I think a I've been doing it too long and b the pandemic just really showed me some of the like negatives of my job and like work life in Japan and I'm just like fed up and I mean I am changing jobs to another job in Japan but I'm going to be a full-time teacher and it's at a school that it has a internet has a foreign like a non-Japanese principal so I don't know hopefully at least the environment will be better even if like some of the work rules are still kind of crap I'm very hopeful for you and very excited for us I think it's so cool that we're both having these major transitions at the same time it is. I'm a little jealous of your doctorate, though, because I also kind of want to get one, but I just keep putting it off. I have commitment issues. I'm like, as soon as I get a doctorate in like biology, I get a PhD in biology, I have to just keep doing bi- biology. I can't just fuck off and go live in a van or like, I don't know, backpack around Europe. I mean, I guess I could, but. I totally know what you mean. Like my attitude after I got my master's degree was like, oh, well, it's time for me to work. It's not the right time for me to get a PhD, but like for the longest time now, it has been like my ultimate goal to, to do that and to one day potentially be a professor. And so I just figured, you know, with everything that happened last year, I think a lot of people, you know, were forced into a period of self-reflection and like, for me, when is the right time? Do you know? And I feel like at the age that I'm at and the life position that I'm in, you know, I'm not married. I don't have children. I'm still relatively young. This is still like young. Perfect Definitely. Time. We're both very young. <laughs> I, let, let us put it on the record 20, that we are both very young. We're 27. I feel like saying relatively young is a smack in the face to anyone who's over 30, 27. Yeah. And I don't want to insult my future boyfriends. <laughs> <laughs> You're all young to me. Rebecca would like to sleep with a listener, but only if you're over 50. That really narrows my pool of uh, potentials, I think. I I don't think anyone over 50 is listening to the pod. My mom. (laughs) If you're okay, I'm not getting together with your mom. She seems like a great lady. (laughs) Shout out to Megan. What's wrong with my mom? My mom's great. Shout out to Megan's mom. Love you in a different kind of way. <laughs> great cook. She gives great hugs. Oh my um, God. I love a hug right now. She's very funny. My mom's a catch. You could, you could. <laughs> you wish you, you could be with my mom. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, sorry, mom. Uh, or you're welcome. I don't know, but cool. So <laughs> that's about our lives. We'll update about our lives. Uh, when it comes to our podcasting schedule we don't have a super strict one right now a because we're just two people who have full-time jobs 
or have full-time stuff and mm-hmm. uh making it up as we go so we're gonna we try to release every other week but it might be three weeks sometimes because we're just trying to get stuff out there and not give up on this lovely podcast that we're doing if you're excited about the podcast and you want releases to be more frequent i'd love to hear that i mean that that's true you know that's motivating uh <laughs> if you want to edit our podcast for free that is also motivating oh my god that's the thing that that's is the thing. what prevents us it's what prevents from, it it's it's the editing because recording yep. is not an issue we can yeah. figure that out if it's just we, the editing if we had an editor we could probably fucking do two we probably make two episodes a week like i yeah. like i the the recording is just fun yeah the recording uh, is just fun for us i mean and the research is still pretty fun that mm-hmm. can't be time consuming but but it's fun. it's more it's fun editing is probably definitely the the biggest editing's and, not fun for either of us i mean i don't know i don't speak for Megan. i don't hate it <laughs> yeah so yeah i guess that's a bit of podcast business life business i did have a topic for structured chit chat or at least something Ooh. i wanted to bring up not funny but i morbidly find some of it funny okay let me explain so three episodes ago we did or three four i don't know we did that episode a, a while ago the lucy blackman case really awful crime in japan that yeah. scarred my mother and thinks made her think that i'm gonna die in Ooh. japan not good i'm fine but um <laughs> we talked about you know the crime rate in japan and how it's not as high as like the u.s or other countries and that's very true but mm. there is also still crime in japan but and i guess what i want to talk about is so when I, I read japanese news websites in english sometimes i read japan today and they always have a crime section and honestly the headlines from the crime section are wild and they, like the things that make national news in japan are things that would never make national news in the u.s because in the u.s it's like eight people murdered at a birthday party six mm. people murdered in a grocery store mm-hmm. um but in japan you kind of get more of those like real crimes that happen every day um mm. there sadly is a lot of child abuse that comes on there which is not funny mm. um but i'm just gonna read you a few of the headlines that i have pulled up in front of me so i have mm. the japan today website all right let's read some headlines from this the first one is evangelion studio receiving threatening fan comments will report offenders even outside japan what that is the top crime news in japan for today may 17th 2021 what the hell i honestly okay not to be cynical and not to like take a dark turn but i honestly (laughs) feel like this this has to do with like suppression of the free press because there's no (laughs) way that that is the top crime in the country japan's a wholesome place is not that wholesome okay i was looking at the kind of description few anime releases in history have been bundled with such intense anticipation and high expectations as an evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0 thrice upon a time coming at the end of a nine-year wait Okay, never mind. This isn't helpful. Anyway, thrice? I don't know. Wait, it's called Thrice Upon a Time? Thrice Upon a Time. What the fuck? I don't know. English names are weird. English names of Japanese movies can be weird. Try harder, Japan. All right, next one. Woman arrested over a murder of 83-year-old husband. <gasps> wow. Police in Zama, Kanagawa prefecture have arrested a 77 year old woman on suspicion of killing her 83 year old husband how did 
She killed. Damn. Oh my god! According to a police, according to police, uh, her name used a spray can to beat her husband several times about the face and upper body at around eight thirty a.m. on Friday. What the fuck? Oh my god! That's oh my god! That's so brutal. Oh my god! Okay. Parts of Cat's body found at Kobe apartment building. The severed limbs and tail of a cat have been found on the grounds of an apartment building in Kobe. So that's weird, but that's also weird that that's national news. Mm. Like, that's sad. Definitely sad. That's also potentially a serial, serial killer in the making. Takamatsu man arrested for car bombing person whose parking method he disapproved of. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, it's so funny. I don't think anyone died. Oh, oh god. my god. Japanese restaurant owner shot to death in Mexico. That's interesting that that makes the... How did he make it all the way to Mexico? <laughs> During the pandemic. I don't know, man. I think maybe he has... He's a Japanese man who owns a restaurant in Mexico. International man of mystery. <laughs> This one's really sad, actually. This is something I can talk about. Sri Lankan death, Sri Lankan's death in detention and spotlight as Japan debates immigration bill. So there was a woman uh, who was detained in uh, Japan. Uh, she was from Sri Lanka and she, I think, overstayed her visa and they detained mm. her and they couldn't deport her, A, because there weren't enough flights because of COVID and also she didn't want to go back to Sri Lanka because there was like someone threatening her life there. Her name, oh, God, I'm not gonna be able to say her name right. I'm sorry. Um... Ratnayake, Lianage, Wishma Sandamali. I deeply apologize for butchering that. Um, yeah, she's 33 and she got sick. She was complaining of a stomach ache um, since like mid-January. A doctor said she should be released and the immigration people did not uh, release her. They said, oh, she's just faking because she wants to get out. And she died. She died in their custody. The mm. Japanese immigration killed that woman. It's so awful. Yep. Oh my yep. god. They couldn't at least get her medical attention in the detention center? I don't understand. Um, I think what it, I think she needed to be hospitalized and they didn't want to take her out of the detention center and put her in a hospital, I think. Put her in a hospital and then have someone watch her. Yeah, like, was- like if it's that big a concern, it sounds like this person, I mean, we don't know all the details, but it sounds like this person fled to Japan for fear you know, being harmed. Yep, I agree. Well, that sucks. Let's see if there's any lighthearted uh, crimes to follow that with. Pet seller arrested for keeping 85 dogs in poor living conditions. Nope, that's sad. Oof. One one comment I will make is that on the topic of Evangelion, <laughs> now... <laughs> Now, I have never seen that anime, although I've heard, like, nothing but positive things. Like, everyone I know who has seen it loves it. But I do love the theme song. Yes. Or the yes. song. They it's have. a good yeah. karaoke jam, right? I love that song. But wait, have you heard the... No, not the original theme song, although that's good as well. Yeah. But have you heard the new song that came out by Utada Hikaru? That's really good. You should listen to that. That song came out in support of the movie. It's called One Last Kiss. And the music video is so cute. Okay. All right. That's the one I I messaged you. You messaged me about? That's the song I messaged you about that has the gay vibes. (laughs) The gay vibe. The gay line. It's a great song. I I recommend it to all listeners of the pod. Okay. 
I, I will listen to it. I haven't listened to it since you recommended it, but I will. All right, then I will finish off the crime headlines with this this little gem. Oh, God. Man possessing cannabis live streams his surrender to police. <laughs> A man who turned himself into police in Tokyo for the alleged possession of cannabis live streamed as the whole process unfolded via video sharing platform YouTube, investigative sources said. Yep. Basically, That's he turned so himself funny. in and then he record- wait, he was arrested Sunday. Oh my God. He c- was arrested Sunday for possessing approximately 0.6 grams of the drug and is quoted by the police as asking why cannabis is illegal during his interrogation. Man is a hero. I support that man. I think Japanese laws around marijuana are bullshit. How much is 0.6 gram? That's nothing. It sounds like not a lot. Like how much? And he's going to go to jail for that. Like he'll definitely go to jail for that. How much, how many, how much marijuana, like how many grams, how much marijuana? Are you talking about like the THC content? No, in a joint. Like how many grams? Are they talking about grams as in like, what are we talking? I think like the actual, the plant. Okay. An average joint contains 0.3 grams. This man had two joints of marijuana. throw up that's ridiculous that's so little and he's like yeah because you're not you cannot have drugs in japan and all drugs are the same like if this motherfucker has 0.6 grams of marijuana i bet it gets treated the same as if he has like a kilogram of cocaine yeah exactly that's the thing that is so killer about japan killer in a bad way well is that all drugs are treated the same yeah Uh, maybe zero tolerance balls it is zero tolerance i don't know maybe if you had a kilogram it might be more but like yeah cocaine and marijuana are given the same uh like sentence it's weird Mm -hmm. it's very strange yeah all right so uh that's my crime center i'm not sure if you've seen this poster i used to see in train stations all the time in tokyo and it would say (laughs) say in english no drug and as in like k-n-o-w like no drug like you know about drugs and say no drug no drug like (laughs) n-o what the fuck i've not seen that if you know about it it's basically it's actually that's kind of true if you're in a room and other people are doing drugs and you're not doing drugs and you get busted you also be in trouble yep or if your pal from the states decides to send you some uh thc gummies in japan you will be deported and not allowed back in japan for like 15 years do you know that for a fact does that happen to someone Happened to someone in Shimane. Whoa. I, uh, man, also in Japan, if you, like, get into a car with someone who is drunk driving, you can get in trouble. As much trouble as the person who's drunk driving because you allowed them to do it. Really? Yep. All right. Well, that's all I have. you have anything else to say? Not at the moment. Thank you for providing a crime update. <laughs> I thought it was interesting. Yeah. It is interesting. Just look at those, like, art. Like, I look at the headlines every day and I'm like, this is some weird shit. It's not good shit. It's just weird shit, especially to make national news. It's so goofy. All right. So, yes. So, that concludes the structured chit chat portion of the pod. And now we're going to go on to the, you know, real part where I tell you shit and you listen and Rebecca reacts. That's what's going on this week. Uh, what was my hint for this week's topic? Why it was don't in- I recall your hint? It was inspired by something in the country music episode. Yes. But it has nothing to do with music. 
probably good since the past two episodes yeah. have been music. It almost had something to do with music, but I did not research that part. So yeah, so for today's episode, I don't think it's going to be super long, but then again, we really know how to draw things out. Um, near the end of my topic, I feel I wish I had had time. I had time. I wish I'd had energy to like do more research into the final portion. But it's okay. At the end, we can kind of just discuss it and talk about our own opinions about the matter. Uh, today's episode is also a little bit more political. Ooh. So today's topic includes two overarching things that are connected. And so today's topic is like the history of the American flag and the history of the Pledge of Allegiance. Interesting. <laughs> this is so out of left, but totally linked yeah. to the country music episode. Yeah, yeah looking at American nationalism, patriotism mm-hmm. through the lens of these things. We're going to talk about some political things like flag burning, Pledge of Allegiance. I think it's going to be an interesting ride. Mm, All righty. I'm using a wealth of sources. Wikipedia, smithsonianmagazine.com. Well, smithsonianmag.com. M-T-S-U-E-D-U. That's some, uh, <laughs> I don't know what university is. That's some university website. ushistory.org. Washington Post, Biography.com, ACLU, <laughs> Current Affairs. Do you know that? Is that a, do you know about that website or thing? So Current Affairs, at least to my knowledge, used to be like a print publication. My dad used to be a, sub- a subscriber to Current Affairs and every month he would get, or I think it's monthly, would get like a book, like a kind of thin book of like stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, because current affairs from at least I I got my current affairs article is an opinion article and it mm. they seem very left. Really? Yeah, that... so I was kind of confused because I also thought that it was like a news thing, but it honestly seemed kind of like a chaotic left. Let me point out what I mean. I'm gonna go to their website for a hot second because they advertised a book they wrote that is chaotic very... left. Currentaffairs.org. So the first thing on their website is putting the capitalism in surveillance capitalism okay oh my god they also have an article called why factfulness which is a book i recommended on this podcast cannot save us huh interesting um anyway so i don't know that much about this this website if it's like a if it's a if it's a joke website just know i got an opinion it's not a joke website but i just got an opinion piece rebecca question time let's just define some stuff What's the American flag? No. <laughs> what is the Pledge of Allegiance? You don't have to recite it, but like, what is it? The Pledge of Allegiance is a pledge that is typically done in American public schools. I think it might be done in private schools too, but basically K through 12 education every morning or once a week, you will stand with your right hand over your heart and state the pledge of allegiance which is basically as it states in the title a pledge of allegiance to the united states i pledge which, allegiance to the flag oh, i can't even remember it I've done so i can i i pledge allegiance to the flag of the united states of america and to the republic for which it stands one nation under god indivisible with liberty and justice for all oh damn <laughs> I have to say it it every day because I went to private school. I'm pretty sure in public school, you only have to do it once a week. But in my private school, they were like, every day. 
Oh my God. Uh, I was going to ask if you said it. I was going to ask what your experience was. So from like kindergarten through 12th grade, you said it every day? Um, I would say K through eighth grade. I don't know that it was every day, but definitely once I entered private school, I went to two different private high schools. I've also been to public high school, but anyways, we said it every day. Did you say it every day in the public school? I can't remember. Okay. I can't remember. We definitely at least said it once a week. Um, yeah, I said it as well in my first school that I went to, which was a small uh, Christian private school from kindergarten to ninth grade, because that's when I changed schools. I said it every day. And then after that, I don't think I said it at my other school. Now that I think about it, my memory is a little fuzzy. So it's definitely possible that like, I didn't say it every day. But we said it very frequently. You said it, Obviously, yeah, I still remember. You still remember it. Yeah, no, when I was in, I remember, I think at my private school, I think every morning, it was part of the morning. So we would do a morning prayer because it was a Christian yes, school. Yes, my, my school too. And we would do the Pledge of Allegiance. I think that's how I went to my school too. It was like prayer, Pledge of Allegiance. We also would do uh, prayer requests, which are like, you go around the room and it's like, does anyone have something they want me to pray about? Which is actually kind of sweet. I like that. That's really cute. We definitely didn't do that at Catholic school. Yeah, because mine was small and it was like a Protestant theme school. And you could also be like, oh, I have a, like, if you didn't want to say it, you'd be like, I have, there was a word. An intention? No, I have like a unspoken prayer request. So like, keep me in your thoughts. I don't, it's private. I don't want to tell you about it. We had something similar at the first Catholic school that I went to where you could go into the chapel and light a candle and that would like, like the nuns then would like pray for you or pray because there was a candle lit in like with like intention. Yeah. You okay, didn't have to state what it was. Yeah. Huh. Um, the thing I wanted to say about the prayer request is when I was like mm-hmm. six and I first heard that word, I thought it was a prayer request. Like, oh, you know, a prairie quest. <laughs> like prairie, like little house on the prairie and then a, a quest. Like it was like, it was like That's fucking Oregon so trail fun. or some bullshit. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. So anyway, thank you for sharing about the Pledge of Allegiance. Um, I wanted to ask if you had experience with that. Do you have any opinions on the Pledge of Allegiance and having people say it every day? By people, I guess I mean children. I'm trying not to like make you go into a certain <laughs> way with this, but you're any, any opinion you have on it or also no opinion. I mean, it's funny because at the time I thought nothing of it because I knew nothing different. And it's not like I said the Pledge of Allegiance every day and like felt moved in my heart about America (laughs) or patriotism like it was an everyday thing. So at the time, I I don't think I had strong feelings about it. And honestly, at this point, I, I also don't have strong feelings about it. I mean, when I look back on it, Granted, I haven't done a ton of reflection, but like it does seem excessive (laughs) and unnecessary. And I remember learning about the Pledge of Allegiance and maybe I'm incorrect, but like my memory is that the reason they had started having the Pledge of Allegiance was to like figure out if there were any like secret Russians or secret (laughs) communists. Interesting. I can see where, from the history of I'm going to tell you, I can see where that idea came from, but I would say no to that. Okay. But okay, that's... I can see like, some small grain of truth in one part of the history. I can see why you would you would um think that. Okay. Yeah, spoiler alert. I think that making kids say the Pledge of Allegiance is kind of creepy. 
I think it's weird. It's excessive. It's excessive. Like, I think it's super it's unnecessary. So unnecessary. Yeah, and I'm gonna talk about that later. I'll talk about that. Oh, when do you think the Pledge of Allegiance was first like written and implemented in schools? I mean, I guess I'm incorrect, but like my memory is that this is something that started happening in like the 40s or 50s. Like it was a Okay. It was like a reaction to like the the red wave or whatever it's okay. called. Yeah, I probably should have asked you this actually later because actually we're gonna do it with the American flag now. So I'm probably gonna re have you repeat that question. Mm-hmm. But um okay, we're gonna talk about the American flag first. So I'm gonna ask you a couple of questions about that before I dive in. Do you know any specific history about the American flag that like I don't know, any any bullet points that you think are interesting or that you remember or are worth sharing? You talking about the Star Spangled Banner? <laughs> Well, that's, um, that's the national anthem. No, it's also called. Yeah, yeah. But it also is referring to the flag, right? It is. That's the name. But okay, so facts I know about the flag. I know that it has, you know, fifty stars and thirteen stripes. The thirteen stripes represent the thirteen original colonies of the United States, and the fifty stars represent the fifty states. I know that if the flag touches the ground, you're supposed to like burn the flag or something but burning i don't know dispose of the flag in a respectful way i don't, I don't sorry know. i didn't mean to make um, a face there <laughs> I, I don't know you're supposed to dispose of the flag in a respectful way it's not supposed to touch the ground that's considered you know bad uh bad juju <laughs> i was literally gonna say bad juju yeah <laughs> <laughs> like also flag burning is considered to be extremely unpatriotic and disrespectful mm-hmm. uh and like people in America, like it is not this way in other countries, to my knowledge. In America, like we hang the flag outside of our homes in suburbia. You can go into any yep. suburban neighborhood. Yep. Tons fucking of love, homes fucking love flag American flags. Flying outside. We Those love American flags, man. What time? That's oh, and so also, wild. like, there's things like half half mast. If like something tragic happens, they'll fly the flag at half mast, halfway down, like the flagpole. Things like that. These are just random facts I know. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you know who made the first flag? I don't. You don't? No. I, I, Francis Scott Key created a great okay. song about it. Right. I think you're, okay. Um, I'm all about the national anthem, baby. I, I, you know, the national anthem was the thing that I cut from the episode. <laughs> Do you think it's currently illegal to burn flags? I would imagine that's a state by state thing. Oh, that's a, that's a, that's a good answer. So you're sure you don't know who made the first flag? You never heard of a lady named oh, Betsy oh, Ross? Oh, yes! Oh my god! Literally! <laughs> wow! My if my dad listens to this episode, he will disown me because my dad is like a huge history buff and very, very into American history. So I totally just completely embarrassed him. Yes, I do know who Betsy Ross is. <laughs> okay, so I feel really funny that I just shamed you for that, but also I'm gonna tell you that Betsy Ross did not make the first flag. You've just called me. I am doubly embarrassed. Doubly, I doubly no. shamed my family name. Let me, like, no, everybody, I learned it in history class. Everybody thinks that she did, but I think it's a myth. And actually, I'm going to get to that, but that's not the first topic. So first of all, I'm going to talk about the history of the American flag. First flag was it. made in 1776, which was when we uh, declared war on Britain, like we do. And then after that, you know, there were several acts of con- Congress that changed the flag through the years. I want to take a look at some flags through the years. Confederate flag? 
No, that was not an American flag. That was traitor. <laughs> Traitorous. So I'm going to send you this link and we're going to talk about some of the flags on here because some of them are great. Just Ooh. these are some of the ones here are kind of, um, they're like pre-flag flags, pre-America flags. Pre-America flag. Oh my God. This website, just for listeners, <laughs> has a <laughs> graphic <laughs> waving American flag at the top. I didn't even notice. Also, this website looks like it's from like 2001. Yeah, this is something I would have used in my third grade history project. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So on it, there's a flag timeline, which goes with some flags. They include pre-America flags and post-America flags. Now the first one I love. Yeah. And I see that it says an appeal to heaven. (laughs) So I'm going to read the description. American ships in New England waters flew a Liberty tree flag in 1775. It shows a green pine tree on a white background with the words an appeal to heaven. We love it. That described it. All right, Rebecca, I want you without reading the (laughs) description of the following flag, please describe it for me. All right, for <laughs> listeners, this shit is hilarious. It looks like the 13 stripes that you know, and then a snake <laughs> a going like diagonally across the flag. And then at the bottom, it says, don't tread on me. <laughs> this flag is metal. Am I right? This flag this is, is fucking- so metal. <laughs> Why is this not the flag? That's what I thought. That's exactly what I thought. Why is this not the damn flag? Tread on me. This is the flag I'm flying outside of my house. Don't tread on me. Yep. That is hilarious. And then following that, there's just a bunch of different things that I'm not going to go into. The first flag, apparently on January 1st, 1776, was basically has the British Union Jack in the corner instead of stars. And has the stripes and then in 1776 may we have the one that has the stars in the corner but it's a a circle of stars it Um, says betsy ross reports that she sewed the first american flag so you're saying that betsy ross is a liar no i don't think she ever fucking said that oh i'm gonna get into it following here uh there's just a lot of different flags we could go for days on this but like basically they just flags remade the flag every time they added a state oh Um, come on come on guys and the current flag we have now we got in uh 1960 what yeah girl hawaii that late yes hawaii hawaii was added in 19 like 59 58 54 i don't know we really were that we were that on it with that's crazy with those stars that's crazy and i think that we should have 51 stars because puerto rico should be a state oh my god i was gonna say that i was literally gonna say that i think i think puerto rico should be a fucking state i don't understand why it isn't but okay i didn't realize that oklahoma is one of the last states to become a state did you realize that shit no 1908 -hmm. yeah it was oklahoma also arizona we probably knew that yeah, Arizona late to the game. I didn't know we got Arizona in 1912 and New Mexico. That's so on Valentine's Day, what a Valentine's Day treat. Yeah, anyway, this is interesting to look at these. Yep, okay, so anyway, that's just a little tidbit about the history of the flag. So now I'm going to talk about Betsy Ross, who probably did not sew the first flag, but was a badass lady. Badass lady. All right. Let me hear about this lady. 
Betsy Ross. Was she real? Yes. Did she make the first flag? Probably not. But Mm. her life was kind of cool. So I got this information from www.enjoyingphiladelphia.com. Ooh, I bet my dad's been to that website. <laughs> my dad loves Philadelphia. Oh, really? You should ask your dad uh, if Betsy Ross made the first flag. And then if he's like, yeah, you could be like, no, dad, you're wrong. I'm go- All right. I'm going to quiz my dad. Born in 1752 on New Year's Day as the eighth of 17 children to a Quaker family. Oof. Um, as a young adult, Betsy Ross fell in love with a man named John Ross when they were both working as apprentices for a tailor slash upholsterer. Hmm. But he was not a Quaker, meaning her family did not approve of their union. She said, fuck it, and married him anyway at the age of 21. Badass. Yep. And they opened an upholstery business. John died two years later in the war. Okay. Well, (laughs) good thing she married him while she could. Yeah. She marries a second man, Joseph Ashburn, when she's 25. They had two daughters, but one died in infancy. That's sad, R.I.P. He died three years later. Oh, my goodness. his boat was captured and he was sent to a British prison, which were nasty. Prisoners were not taken care of. And he died of an unknown cause, which was probably just an an illness. Dysentery. So two husbands down, one baby. Oh, my goodness. And this whole time, she's still running the upholstery shop. Nice. All right, then a man named John Claypool, who had been in prison with her second husband, uh, told her the news of her husband's death. So I guess he brought her the news. Then she married him in 1783 at the age of 31. Nice. They had five daughters, but only one survived to adulthood. What? That's normal, though. Like, this is like 1700s. That shit's normal. Not the fact that the the, kids died, but the fact that... They had a happy marriage, sounds like. Oh, I guess. Also, she had seven daughters in a row. Isn't that crazy? That's insane. That's like... That's so so unlikely. Statistically, that's so unlikely. It makes me wonder if she had like some, some, like, I don't know, some genetic anomaly that killed all the boys (laughs) in utero or something. I mean, one wonders that maybe they're having sex in a certain position. Is there like theory that like if you have sex in certain positions, it will like make you have a boy or a girl? They only did doggy style. Yeah, doggy style, have a girl. (laughs) Oh my God, that's funny. So their marriage lasted for 34 years. What? Yeah. Finally. Yeah, nice, right? So he died first in 1817 and she lived another 19 years. This woman keeps on going. Yeah, and she died at the age of 84. Wow. So, like, damn, right? Like, kind of a badass. Like, what a life. Definite badass. And, like, the whole time. energy. whole time she's running a moderately successful upholstery business. On to why we maybe think that she made the flag. So she was a flag maker, but she Mm. probably did not make the first flag. That story was popularized by her grandson, um, after her grandson told it 50 years after her death and it was published in a magazine so he's just like he's just like yeah my my grandmother betsy ross i don't know why he's from the south my grandmother betsy ross i'm trying to do a man voice <laughs> yeah you know she showed the first flag oh my god great great grammy grammy betsy <laughs> but um <laughs> like you know like that's just the thing like he's just like i like there's no evidence and you know uh, historians looked into it and they don't really have ample evidence that she she definitely made flags because she was an upholsterer but she probably didn't make the first one or she mm. i mean like we don't know right 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's just kind of like a, it's like a, it's like a patriotic myth, mm. honestly. Um, and like, yeah, so I just, I just, I feel like her grants, cause I feel like families do this shit where they'll like pass on some like family lore that literally everybody thinks is like correct. And if you like fight them on it, they're like mad about it. Sorry, mom. <laughs> um i can't think of it i'm trying to think if there's an example in my family but like i just every anything my grandfather's ever said no um (laughs) just like i think that happens like people take this stuff for fact and Mm. then they like you know so this guy he was like oh yeah my grandmother was an upholsterer she made the first flag and he you know probably in good faith said this to a magazine and then it just got spread around and that's how we got that Mm. fact Mm. but it's not really a fact it's not proven Mm, okay um, I also probably think there probably wasn't one person who made the first American flag. It was probably like, this is the flag design. I don't know. Several people made it, maybe. Anyway, okay. so... Okay, so what yeah. you're saying is that Betsy Ross is cited as the person who made the first flag, but in reality, it's more likely that some other unnamed upholsterer was the one who did it and it's I don't just know. not documented. I maybe I don't know. I don't really think people thought it was that important to note who made the first flag. They just went down mm-hmm. on a poster and they're like, "Hey, can you make me a flag?" And then they made a flag. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know okay. I mean? Okay, I gotcha. Um, I don't know any more details than that, but from this one website I read, it seems that Betsy Ross was not like there was not an incident, an incident like a time when George Washington maybe rolled up to her place and was like, "Hey, I want you to make the first flag because you're such a good upholsterer mm-hmm. and you've survived six dead kids." She is a badass woman. Yeah. So uh, final quote from, oh, this one's from biography.com about her. Despite the unlikelihood of the story for which she is known, Ross is, however, a fine example of what many women of her time audaciously endured. Widowhood, single motherhood, managing household and property independently and quickly remarrying for economic reasons. And her story and her life are nonetheless stitched into the fabric of American history. That's a great quote. Whoever wrote that is a really good writer. That is about the history of the flag and Betsy Ross. Next, I am going to go into flag desecration, history, and laws. Mm. So we're going to get into flag burning. And I do want to share one lovely quote from a a ThoughtCo article. I think ThoughtCo might just be one of those websites that people can just write articles on. Kind of like medium. Anyway, it's an opinion piece. It, meaning flag burning treads one of the most difficult lines in U.S. politics between the love of the country's most cherished symbol and the freedom of speech protected under its constitution. Am I right? Like, flag burning is like somehow the most un-American and American thing of all time. Yeah, that's that's so true, actually. The flag that we have today was made in 1960. I don't know why that's that important right now. So uh, 1897, the first laws against flag desecration go into effect or into the world. We have adoption of state flag desecration statutes. So from ushistory.com, this is a quote that I stole. By the late 1800s, an organized flag protection movement was born in reaction to perceived commercial and political misuse of the flag. After supporters failed to obtain federal legislation, Illinois, Pennsylvania, and South Dakota became the first states to adopt flag desecration statutes. By 1932, all of the states had adopted flag desecration laws. Originally, 
there was flag protection movement because of commercial and political misuse of the flag. Um, so actually, they were really against people using the flag's image to sell stuff, which I think oh. is kind of different than now. Okay, so, that's definitely different. Than yeah, that. I'm going to talk about <laughs> a specific case in a little bit. Also from ushistory.com, in general, these state laws outlawed placing any kind of marking on the flag, whether for commercial, political, or other purposes, using the flag in any form of advertising, mm. and three, publicly mutilating, trampling, defacing, defiling, defying, or casting contempt either by words or by act upon the flag. So in layman terms, number one, you can't draw on the flag. Number two, mm. you can't use it in advertising. Number three, mm. you can't like mutilate it, burn it, step on it, cut it. You're not supposed to do that. Or, or mm. even like swear at it, apparently. Can't just be like, that motherfucking stars and stripes motherfucking shit right there, I guess. Mm. <laughs> or however they say that in 1897. Ye shitty flag. I don't know. And I was like, ye. <laughs> ye old thought. shitty flag. <laughs> <laughs> the first court case about this. So at this point, we just have state laws about don't fuck up the flag. Mm. So 1907, we have Halter versus Nebraska. I just imagine everyone in Nebraska is wearing halter tops in this uh, court case. <laughs> halter, Nebraska. No, halter is obviously the um, the person. Yeah, Nebraska is the state. The case was about two businessmen who were selling a Stars and Stripes beer with an American flag flicked on the label. And people thought that was outrageous. <laughs> uh, teleport to 2021, right? Gals. Yeah, so that went against the state flag codes. They said, don't use it for advertising. They were like, don't use the flag for your capitalist shit, which is kind of, I can kind of like that. Anyway, so the Supreme Court holds up that because the flag is a federal creation, they can make laws about not desecrating the flag or not using it in certain ways. And also want to note, this case had nothing to do with First Amendment rights. That was not mentioned in this case. Okay. Okay, now we're going to go on to the flag code, which was in 1923. It was a code adapted by 68 organizations. So it was originally just like a code about how, what you shouldn't do to the flag. Mm. Um, and at first it was just, it wasn't a legal thing at all. Mm. It was just some organizations, maybe like, I don't know, Boy Scouts or stuff, were like, this is how we treat the flag. But then in 1942, it was put into law, national law by Congress. Here is a brief, not brief, here is a not brief summary from wikipedia i did it directly but i'm going to try to um condense these down so basically first the flag should never be dipped to any person or thing unless it's like some specific military reason i guess that means you're just not supposed to like dip it yeah i i have i have heard that okay yeah about like the angle of the flag and things like that when a flag is so tattered that it no longer fits to serve as a symbol of the United States, it should re be replaced in a dignified manner. The flag, I don't know what that means, right? The flag should never be used as a receptacle for receiving, holding, carrying, or delivering anything. So uh, don't pack your lunch, don't wrap your lunch in a flag. <laughs> the, flag <Damn> it. <laughs> the flag should never touch anything physically beneath it. Yeah. Like oh, so, interesting. Okay. So even like a table, like you're not, it's not supposed to like touch stuff below it. The flag should never be used as wearing, a, as be used as wearing apparel, bedding, or drapery. So that means the like physical flag. Like okay. you're not supposed to turn the flag into clothing, like a uh, actual flag. Mm. Oh, I've, I've heard that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, the flag should always be 
permitted to fall freely what does that fucking mean i guess because that makes it sound like it's gonna hit i guess it means that it just it's, it's allowed to like whip around kind of like it shouldn't be tied up so that it's not you can't see the whole uh. thing the flag should never be carried flat or horizontally what does that mean like you have one end i have the other and we're like kind of it's like like we're carrying it like that you need to it should be on the flagpole oh okay or maybe folded in a certain way okay yeah these are really nitpicky but we're just gonna continue to go through them we're almost done the flag should never be used for advertising purposes in any manner whatsoever yeah that's gone those days are gone the flag should never have placed upon it nor on any part of it nor attached to it any mark insignia letter word figure design just don't you can't write stuff or like upholster new stuff onto the flag it's the american flag don't fuck with the design mm-hmm. and the flag should never be upside down except to signal distress yeah interesting i've yeah. never seen someone fly the flag upside down i think that's like if you're on a boat <laughs> oh okay I'm not often on boats. That's true. And finally, when displayed vertically against a wall, the union should be to the observer's left. So basically the... Okay, yeah. That means the stars. Just the way that we all know what the flag looks like. Mm -hmm. All right. So this was federal law, but it wasn't punishable. It's really just a suggestion. So these are just guidelines on how to treat the flag respectfully. So Mm -hmm. it's not super... I don't think it's as problematic or anything it's just a Mm -hmm. a guide like hey we like our country we like our flag these are our suggestions on how to treat the flag with respect it's not like if Mm -hmm. you put the flag on the ground we're gonna throw you in jail or we're gonna fine Mm -hmm. you or something right Mm -hmm. so not that big of a deal in my opinion okay in 1943 there is a court case west virginia board of education versus barnett and in this case the supreme court holds that public school children could not be complied to salute the u.s flag And this is when the First Amendment and, like, flag stuff kind of first comes into the realm of discussion. So this was, in a now famous passage, Justice Jackson highlighted the importance of freedom of expression under the First Amendment. Um, I don't really have the details on what exactly happened in this court case, but that was the result. Uh, Just something, it's an important thing to note. I'm doing this chronologically. I I think I could have done a better job researching this. It's just all over the place. All right. Uh, Flag Protection Act of 1968. So this is where we're going to get into some interesting stuff. This was in (laughs) response to the Vietnam War Mm. in the wake of a highly publicized Central Park flag burning incident in protest of the war. Okay. This Flag Protection Act, the text of it, whoever knowingly mutilates, defaces, physically defiles, burns, maintains on the floor or ground, or tramples upon any flag of the United States shall be fined under this title or imprisoned for no more than one year. Okay. So that means that you could be fined or go to jail for a year or less. Okay. Yeah. I know a lot of legalese today. And then for nearly 20 years, people tried to overturn this law on First Amendment grounds. This is for defacing the flag. Defacing and burning. This was in response, like it includes defacing, but this was hardcore in response to burning flags and I think had a lot to do with burning flags. Okay. So people are trying to overturn this because people are like, it's stupid. This goes against First Amendment's grounds. And then in 1989, so the law was passed in 1968, we have Texas versus Johnson. This was in response to the arrest of a man named Gregory Lee Johnson, an activist who came to Dallas from Atlanta 
I don't know why that matters, <laughs> to protest the Republican National Convention, which that year was to confirm that Reagan, Reagan would run again and his VP would be Papa Bush. Papa Bush. Papa Bush. Uh, I forgot. What's Papa Bush's name? George, George H.W. Bush. Papa Bush and Baby Bush. Baby Bush. Wikipedia quote about the incident. So at the culmination of the protest outside Dallas City Hall, Johnson poured kerosene on the flag and set it on fire. While the flag, oh my God. While the flag burned, he chanted political slogans, including, I want to get this man a medal. These slogans are great. Reagan, Mondale, which will it be? Either one means World War III. Oh, I, I don't know what Mondale, God. maybe that was the, another guy. That who was, was the opponent. I think that was his opponent. Okay, and the other great slogan, Ronald Reagan, killer of the hour, perfect example of U.S. power. Oh my God. This guy's going all out. It's great. These are great slogans. And the third one is red, white, and blue. We spit on you. You stand for plunder. You will go under. <laughs> Whoever wrote these is a poet. I don't know if he wrote them. He might have written straight poetry. He might have stolen from someone else, but whoever wrote these, pure genius. I am oh my, in my humble opinion. I like oh it. Oh my God. <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay. Okay, here's another quote from Wikipedia. Some witnesses testified that they were seriously offended. No one was hurt or threatened with injury during the protest. But they were seriously offended. Seriously offended. Seriously offended, Becky. Oh my God. Seriously offended. Yeah, so anyway, because of this, he enters into a court case. In a five to four decision, the Supreme Court went against a local Texas mandate, not the national one, declaring Mm. that burning a flag was protected speech. Hmm. So this basically nulled the national law about how you can't burn flags because they said that a Texas mandate, which was basically the same, was mm-hmm. like, I don't know if they said it was unconstitutional, but like, is that the, I don't know the legal term, but they, they said, no, this is incorrect. So in direct response to this, Congress passed the 1989 Flag Protection Act, which mm-hmm. stated that Congress could make statutes criminalizing the burning or desecration of the flag in public protest. So basically, I'm not a lawyer, but I guess they're just trying to make a law that says they can make laws. <laughs> <laughs> and then according to an ACLU article, this did the exact opposite of ending flag burning and in fact made it more popular. <laughs> oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. If they were drawing attention to it in this way, like I don't see people burning the flag nowadays. Like it's not it's a non-issue yeah right however this 1989 flag protection act was challenged in a case united states versus eichmann in Mm. 1990 uh which went to the supreme court and in a five to four decision they struck down the 1989 act on the grounds that the government's interest in preserving the flag as a symbol did not outweigh an individual's first amendment right to desecrate the flag in protest Wow. Okay. So it is legal then to burn. I'm not done. Oh, I'm not done. It might be, but I have another paragraph. (laughs) (laughs) Lawmakers kept trying to push flag desecration acts all through the nineties and early two thousands, but they would pass in one place and not the other. Meaning like they might pass in the Senate, but then not the house or they pass in the house, but not the Senate. So they're, Mm -hmm. they're like not making it. So from Mm -hmm. 1995 to 2006, they also tried to amend the constitution. The amendment said that Congress shall have power to prohibit the physical desecration of the flag of the United States. Um, Was voted for seven times and kept passing in the House and not in the Senate. 
in 2006 was the last time it was voted on and it failed by one vote one vote vote. i mean of course once an amendment passes in Congress, it does have to be ratified by 75% of the states, 60% of the states. Anyway, a a majority of the states would have to confirm it. Mm -hmm. So it would have still had, you know, to make it through that, but it could have, you know, there's a lot of states that might've done that, but anyway, one vote. And I would like to note, I was curious. I was like, yeah, who's the vote? Who who helped this? Like, cause I feel like Republicans probably really voted for it usually. And so I looked it up. And the, there were three Republican naysayers. Two of them yeah, I don't yeah. know, but I will list. One was this man named Bobbitt Bennett from Utah. And oh. Lincoln Chaffee from Rhode Island. And the final one was the turtle man himself, Mitch McConnell. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> he voted, like, in favor of allowing flag burning. He voted against making an amendment that would allow Congress to make laws to allow flag burning and flag desecration laws around yeah how the flag was so treated. i don't know what his personal opinion is maybe he just thought that he you know it could have even be like a legal thing like he thinks like yeah. this shouldn't be a fucking amendment mm-hmm. and i was like that's such a weird thing to make an amendment about and i was like how i was like how many amendments have been proposed i in know the whole and also you know what came to mind when you told me this is i was thinking did congress really have nothing better to do at that time <laughs> It is not that important. You're right. The U.S. started in 1776. How many amendments do you think have been proposed? Proposed? Okay, first of all, before that, do you know how many amendments we have to the Constitution? It's 27, but I think that does include the first 10, which are basically there when we made the Constitution. Okay, well, that was news to me. All right, how many do you think have been proposed? Oh, God. I'll just throw a number out there. A hundred. (laughs) <laughs> so mean to you it's eleven thousand. What? <laughs> i hate our government are you kidding me i'm gonna do some quick math on that so u.s is about what 250 260 years old at this point are you kidding me wait i don't know how old our country what is. do we pay these people for so useless we're 250 years old so if ish so to eleven thousand, that's 44 amendments a year 45 that wow. get proposed every year so if you wow. divide that by 12 that's about four a month glad that we that's every week are... there's a new amendment every week so glad we pay these people with our tax dollars <laughs> yep anyway so um yeah you're right currently it is straight up legal to burn a flag right on yeah i'm in support at of least that. no it should be legal because it was a it was a national law they knocked down i think so i think that it's technically legal I mean, I think if somebody burned a flag and it went to the Supreme Court, it could potentially be overturned. But I think in the current state, it's it's legal to burn a flag. I'm in support of that. Yeah. I mean, I have no desire personally to burn a yeah. flag, but I agree with the sentiment you expressed earlier that like, what is more American than the right to burn the flag? Yeah, right. It's kind of like, <laughs> like my, I feel like I know several people like my father who would probably disagree with that. Yeah. I mean, obviously it's disrespectful, right? But the but whether or not it's disrespectful is irrelevant. We're talking about free speech. And if you want to censor that, then where does it end? Can't make laws for people to be respectful. I think that's super yeah. shitty. That doesn't like, you can't do that. Who does it like, harm to burn a flag? I guess the thing with disrespectful is it could cause emotional harm if someone, you know, who I guess was a veteran and really cares about the flag. But like- 
I don't know. I mean, I'm not a veteran, but like, didn't veterans fight for us to have free speech? Also, it's like, there's so much that causes emotional harm mm-hmm. that if you go down that path, then that's a, that's another path. You know that's what I mean? Like there's stuff that's published, insulting commentary published on like political figures. And it's like, should that be censored? Cause it hurts their feelings. I'm not trying to be a person that's like, Ooh, feelings don't no, matter. You're right, though. Feelings you're right, do though. matter, but you know. Not legally. They don't matter like legally yeah. that you can make laws about. They matter like mm-hmm. interpersonally. Definitely. Like, I would like for people to be less of a dick, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to make a law. You can't make it. a law that. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right. So that's the everything I'm going to say about the American flag. Okay. So now we're on to the Pledge of Allegiance, which was really the thing that I originally wanted to research. And as I was researching it, I was like, you need, you have to do the flag. Like, it's important. Mm-hmm. Some of the stuff mm-hmm. overlaps. Mm. all right so let's get ready this is actually kind of interesting so so you said that you thought that the uh pledge of allegiance first came into effect in like the 1950s 60s right i did yeah pledge of allegiance as we know it for the most part was written in 1892 wow by a man named francis bellamy i thought you were gonna say francis scott key my boy that would have been funny (laughs) that would have been crazy I know you were so into the national anthem. My man. <laughs> I don't actually care. It's because he's so old he's dead. That's why Becky's into him. You know me. Great. Yeah, instead of uh cradle Grave robbing. Robber. Grave robber. <laughs> so he worked for a magazine called Youth's Companion, which was a popular family magazine. And for the 400-year anniversary of uh, Columbus's discovery of America, that's the whole can of worms right there. And it was recited for the first time as a celebration, like a celebration of the 400-year anniversary of Columbus coming to the U.S. or coming to the Americas. And it was also meant to be part of a patriotism campaign in uh, public schools. So basically, mm. I think someone at the magazine just like came up to him one day and they're like, hey, you like kind of already wrote a bit of a pledge kind of. And he was like, yeah, but that was just for fun. They're like, can you like perfect that by tomorrow and we're going to print it? And he was like, okay. And so he did. But okay. he was into it. He was into it. I think he took it very seriously. He was into having the pledge. This guy's kind of interesting. Did I write it later? So he was a socialist, but not a good one. Like, oh. <laughs> um, he was like super nationalist, but also socialist. Mm. And he really wanted to like instill patriotism in children. Like he thought that was really important. And so that's why he kind of did this undertaking. Okay. The original text, I'm going to read it to you and tell me what you think is missing. Hmm. I pledge allegiance to my flag. And the republic for which it stands, one nation indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Huh. There are two things that are different. Did you notice them? Yeah, so it said my flag instead of the flag, and there was no mention of God. Yes, and also in the current one, it says the flag of the United States of America, right? Or no, it doesn't. I pledge allegiance to the flag. No, you're right. It says of the United States. Of the United States. So that's also missing. And you're right. The under God thing is also missing. I'm going to talk about the evolution of the Pledge of Allegiance. So in 1923, the words, the flag of the United States of America was added. According to Smithsonian Magazine, a quote, not according to, from Smithsonian Magazine article, (laughs) 
But no sooner had the pledge taken root in schools than the fiddling with it began. <laughs> I don't know why I'm British. <laughs> in, uh, in 1923, a national flag conference presided over by the American Legion and the Daughters of the American Revolution. Oh, okay. Yeah, ordained that my flag should be changed to the flag of the United States, lest immigrant children be unclear such which flag they are saluting. Oh, because they can't use their eyeballs. Yeah. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> it's right. Even, oh my God, I didn't even think about that. It's right there. <laughs> it's in every classroom. You're looking Holy at shit. it when you say the flag. It's you right say. there. Maybe these schools were too poor to have a flag, man. I don't know. Like, it's right there. I mean, <laughs> right there. <laughs> So the following year, the flag conference refined the face thirder adding of America. So they went from, they added the flag of the United States and then they added United States of America. So this is in 1923, which is a solid 30 years after the Pledge of Allegiance was initially introduced. At this point, there's not really like a, I don't think Congress is in support of like, not that they're against it, of like, making children say it it's more just like a thing that's kind of spreading and people are like oh let's just say the pledge of allegiance it's kind of just like a like a private a private movement but it mm. is in public schools mm. it is happening in public schools i think mm. okay so just to reiterate the current iteration the current text in 1923 of the pledge is i pledge allegiance to the flag of the united states of america and to the republic for which it stands one nation indivisible with liberty and justice for all so at this point we're still missing under god okay so in 1940 some or a jehovah's witness it says witnesses okay would not say the pledge because they called it idolatry idol idolatry so basically they um jehovah's witnesses are very like they really follow that commandment and they're like i'm not gonna put any idols before god and that includes mm -hmm. a flag and that includes a country and i like mm -hmm. that so mm -hmm. jehovah's witnesses cause a fuss because they don't want to say the flag say the pledge because they're mm -hmm. not gonna pledge allegiance to a flag they pledge allegiance to god mm -hmm. so in 1940 the supreme court ruled that it was compulsory for public school students to say the pledge so they have to say the pledge of allegiance in public schools okay wow but but three years later they reversed the ruling due to the first amendment okay so it's wild back and forth back and forth yep so now we're gonna go to 1942 which I mentioned it earlier. Do you remember what happened in 1942? There's no way you remember. It was when the mm -hmm. official flag code came into effect. Oh, boy. And as part of that, Congress officially recognizes the pledge in the form listed above, meaning without under God. Okay. Okay. On June 22nd, 1942, the pledge was recognized as the official national pledge by the U.S. Congress. The Bellamy salute with the palm upwards, kind of just like mm -hmm. with your hand out in front of you, mm. had eventually, uh, eventually evolved to the palm downward. However, due to its resemblance to the Nazi salute, President Franklin D. Roosevelt brought in the hand over the heart position as the salute gesture. Oh, shit. So before that, it was just hand out, palm up, oh. which looks like money, please. It does look money, like please. <laughs> money please um and then they were like oh this looks too much like money i don't know so they did it down but yeah mm -hmm. that looks like the nazi salute it does so now we have what we currently have as rebecca said at the beginning heart. hand over your heart 
All right, June 8th of 1954, a day before my birthday in 1993. (laughs) (laughs) Important day. June 9th is my birthday. So in June 8th, on June 8th, 1954, Under God was finally added to the pledge. Oh, what a great birthday present for you. you Do you know why, Rebecca? Do you know why it was added? What did you tell me earlier? When did you think that the why and when did you think the Pledge of Allegiance first came into effect? I had thought it was a way to suss out communists. Do communists not believe in God? I would not say that it's a way to suss out communists because I feel like communists would just fucking say it if they're spies. Mm -hmm. But, Mm -hmm. or maybe, I guess it could be a way to suss out communists because if not like Russian spies, but just like communists in the country. But uh, that's very close. I don't know if it was necessarily a way to like find communists, but it heavily had to do with communism Mm. and America's hatred and fight against communism. Mm. So in the 1950s, this was driven by McCarthyism which is known as people against communism, I guess. Mm. So a reverend by the name of George Joe Cherty gave a sermon Mm. that Eisenhower, who was the president at the time, heard in his sermon. He said that the pledge in its current state could be from any country and it needed something to show that it was truly American. No, And, you know, he's not biased. So he said, you should add under God. And Eisenhower, before this, had, didn't really care or have any, like, opinion or didn't want to add under God. But he listened to that sermon. He was like, yeah, man, you're right. Fuck the communists. They don't believe in God. Because he's saying that communists, this is really, when we say communism, we really mean Russia and I guess China's communists at this point. Anyway, especially Russia. And in Russian communism yes they are you're supposed to be atheist like they're anti-religion i'm pretty sure you're not really supposed to be religious oh i'm pretty sure atheism is the like the ideal maybe oh interesting because like in china now you're not religion's bad interesting i guess i'm ignorant on this topic i mean to be fair china isn't even communist no they're communist in name only right yeah they're basically capitalist with like Mm -hmm. If they're communists at all, they only have the shitty parts. Great. <laughs> they only have the shitty parts. Like, um, kind like, of my dad listens to this. My dad was listening. He'd be like, Megan, there's only shitty parts of communism. What's wrong That's with you? Exactly what my dad would say. Because Our dads could be pals. Because <laughs> they were, was your dad born in the 60s? Yeah. So they were born in the 60s. They were raised by people who were alive in the 50s who hated communism. Mm-hmm. And actually, mm-hmm. even in the 60s was still Cold War. Never mind. It was all, they were. Yeah, but that, like either of our dads have memories from the 60s. Yeah, but didn't the Cold War go to like the 90s? Went to like 1990. Yeah. yeah, so they definitely, they definitely have memories from the Cold War. So in the 1950s, McCarthyism, basically, so why was under God added? According to historyplex.com. At the time, atheism was heavily associated with communism. And, you know, communism was bad. So the pledge needed to basically be a public prayer. Quote from Megan. So I'm going to talk a bit about, this is the last part. I have like, I still have fucking two pages of notes, but it's an outline. So it's not full pages. I'm going to talk a bit about the state of the pledge now. This is kind of Mm. the part near the end where I wanted to look up a bit more about the laws and I didn't. Mm. And instead, I mostly am going to talk about this one incident of this like high school student in Texas and then talk about like two or three laws. Mm. So in 2007 in Texas, in Houston, according to the Washington Post, there was a student expelled for not standing during the pledge. And I love the story. Her name is India Landry. 
Mm. Um, and Texas law states that students do not have to stand during the pledge, but only if they have a note from their parents, which India did not have. Also, Texas has its own pledge. <laughs> you have to say are the American pledge and the Texas pledge, are, apparently. Wait, no, wait, what? Seems, it's very Texas. I don't know. Texas. Let's look up. Oh my God. I'm going to look up the Texas Pledge. Texas Pledge of Allegiance. The Texas Pledge? I'm going to look up. Okay. I pledge allegiance to the Texas, one state under God, one an individual. Are you? That's so lame. It's pretty lame. Texas, you are so out there. You are so on another level that you think that that is appropriate behavior that's funny yeah you're right texas is wild i still love texas but it's the government the texas government is wild y'all so that's texas um anyway so this uh lovely lady india for 200 days she did not stand during the pledge in protest inspired by colin kaepernick this is Mm. in 2017 i have and you know colin kaepernick was the NFL player who would kneel during the national anthem at the beginning of NFL games and people went fucking wild. Mm -hmm. I hate the way that people reacted to this, particularly my father. My father Mm. will get fired up about how upset he is that this guy knelt during the national anthem and like it doesn't fucking matter. Like it it doesn't matter so mad because like oh god going on a ramble it's gonna happen it's happening it's spilling <laughs> from me because he did it protest like in solidarity the black lives matters movement did literally the most low-key fucking thing he could like do and just kneel during the national anthem people lost their minds like it's disrespectful to america it's disrespectful to the troops it's disrespectful to veterans and like i haven't heard I would like to know more veteran opinions on this, but I'm sure that there are plenty of fucking veterans out there who are like, literally I went to war understand. so this guy could do this. It upsets me. It's not, it just upsets me. It's literally about people wanting to control other people's actions. And it's the idea that I guess he's a black man. Maybe he should just be fucking thankful that we let him into the NFL anyway and do stuff. And he should just stand and do what he needs to do. That's kind of the uppity attitude I get from these white people that are really upset that he does this. People are like, people, black life matter. Oh, they're causing property destruction. Don't, I mean, first of all, not all protesters are doing that. They shouldn't do that. That's not how you protest. Oh, they're blocking streets. That's not how you protest. Oh, they're out there peacefully and quietly. That's not how you protest. Oh, they're literally kneeling during the national anthem. Oh, that's not how you protest. It's not about you telling people how to protest. You people who are against this just don't think they should protest. Yeah. They think that the Black Lives Matter movement is stupid. They think that Black people are giving an uppity by not wanting to get murdered. Yes. It's so this lady, thing. this little lovely lady, India Landry, mm-hmm. uh, in solidarity with Colin Kaepernick, decided I'm not going to fucking stand for the protest, and she got expelled. Apparently, she was in the principal's office one morning when the pledge happened, and uh, we don't know why. Maybe she was called in there because she had been standing. Maybe it was something else. The pledge came on time to do the pledge it's probably over the intercom system right mm-hmm. and according to the lawsuit the uh, school's assistant principal told india that she was gonna stand for the pledge like the other african-american in her class the quote 
<laughs> did not have a plural on African American, so I don't know if that was an ed- if that was a mistake. If he just said it or wrong, there's or there only, was only one <laughs> black person in the room. Oh my god, I hate people. You know, it, it could have very well. She was in like a white district. It could have just been her and one other black person. Oh, sickening! Oh my god, right? that so, a professional, that an adult would think that it's okay to not only say that, but to say that to a child. Agreed. Agreed. Um, when she did it, he expelled her. And I didn't write the quote, but he said something like, you're going to get your, 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 you just got your butt kicked out or something like. Um, anyway, cool. so her mother contacted the vice principal on the phone, but he wouldn't budge out about it. And sorry, not him. I guess he wouldn't budge. But also she and her daughter were like, no, we're not budging. Like, this is a stupid reason to expel my fucking child. Yeah. Because, yeah, he was like, well, India just needs to say the pledge. And his mom, her mom's like, no, that's stupid. Um, then a news story aired around this time on the evening news. And the VP called back and said that India could come back to school and sit during the pledge. Okay, buddy. What a whim. And then they sued. But I couldn't find how the lawsuit turned out. I tried to Google it. Is that mm. Too bad. Um, but Listeners yeah, that was a wild up. story with, I think, a pretty good ending. <laughs> Yeah, serves him right. What an idiot. Okay, so I also want to note what other countries have a Pledge of Allegiance? Because you mentioned the way that Americans feel about their flag. It's probably not the same way that every one other country feels about their flag. And I would say, yes, that's true. I think we're a little, mm. little into the flag. Uh, I don't hate heavy. the flag. I mean, sometimes I like to see it. It's an, it's a pretty nice. I like the design. It's a good design. It's I good. Did. It's great. I don't see Why it not? get like <laughs> instilled with patriotism. Well, neither of us are really patriotic. No, I think we discussed it in another podcast. I hate America. <laughs> no. I feel like people get confused about wanting your country to be better and hating it. Like, I like America. I want to live in America. America is my, you know, home in a way. In mm-hmm. a way. It's my home. Mm-hmm. It's where I'm from. And I'd like to return. But I'm just really dissatisfied with the way that mm-hmm. things are right now. And mm-hmm. I love it. And I want it to be better. And that's why I complain mm-hmm. about things like police killing black people and other people the mm-hmm. shitty healthcare system no i totally hear what you're saying and i found myself thinking that when you were talking about how people got upset during peaceful protests or they're upset when people like kneel during the national anthem or whatever it's almost as if um freedom of speech or like protest or critique well not even critique these things only exists like you can only speak out if you have something positive to say otherwise if you have something negative to say shut up like how do we ever grow or change if all we ever do is just pat ourselves on the back exactly and one of the things i like about america is that we're supposed to have free speech and to me that means protesting in in ways that don't hurt people and Mm -hmm. burning a flag doesn't hurt anyone Mm-hmm. during the national anthem doesn't hurt anyone not saying the pledge of allegiance doesn't hurt anyone like if you want people to respect america respect the flag you can't do that by punishing them you need to listen to them and listen to the problems that they have and try to make the try to make the country something that they want to respect 100 percent. anyway i looked up if some other countries have pledge of allegiance um kind of so i found north korea does oh we're in good company yeah also, Singapore does. Okay. Singapore's is actually kind of... So I'm going to read Singapore's 
We, the citizens of Singapore, pledge ourselves as one united people, regardless of race, language, or religion, to build a democratic society based on justice and equality, so as to achieve happiness, prosperity, and progress for our nation. That's cute. That's fine. It's fine. I think it's nice. They do this at public events and also including schools. So these are, Mm. I'm talking about places where maybe they say them at schools or say them every day. And Turkey also has a national anthem that's national, sorry, a pledge of allegiance that's used a lot. And um, the article I read also noted that both of these are kind of authoritarian regimes in a bit of a way, like Turkey apparently is. Uh, I don't know that much about Turkey and Singapore kind of is too. Singapore is so interesting. It really is. I should just do Mm. an episode on Singapore. And of course, there are other countries that have a pledge or an oath, but these are usually only recited maybe by public officials. Because in the US, Congress starts with Pledge of Allegiance, which doesn't bother me as much because if you are a, if you're a public servant, it's, it, you, you are working yeah. to, you know, it's not that big of a deal to me. Again, if you're a naturalized citizen. So if you're becoming a citizen, you were, born, you were a citizen somewhere else and you're becoming a citizen of that country, they might have you recite the, an oath or a Pledge of Allegiance, which that makes sense too. So this is when I read a friggin' awesome opinion piece from Current Affairs by this guy named Nathan Robinson. And I loved this article so much. It just completely encapsulated how I felt about the Pledge of Allegiance. Uh, the name of the article was, like, I can't believe we're still making kids <laughs> recite the Pledge of Allegiance, basically. And he just had this opinion that it's creepy. Also, he was like, I was born, I was, I grew up in the 1990s and early 2000s. And I was like, I grew up in the 1990s and early 2000s. This man gets me. Um, And so I'm just going to share some quotes from his article Mm. because he just really did it so well. Mm, Nailed it. That's one of the chief problems with the pledge. Kids are too young to actually make a reasoned decision as how, as to how they feel about the words, meaning it's nothing more than obedience training. It mm. might as well not even be about the country. It could just be called the obedience pledge. Or since most children mumble it anyway, the morning mumble. Please all stand <laughs> for the morning mumble. Mumble, 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 mumble. <laughs> and he's That's true. right. It's about obedience training. Mm-hmm. And I was reading some stuff on Reddit trying to figure out if other countries do a pledge of allegiance at schools in the morning. And pretty much all of them were like, no. And there's uh, someone who said they were from Europe. You know, this is just Reddit. So this is just people on the internet. But someone from Europe was like, yeah, I moved to the US in like school, like high school. And I always thought it was really weird how authoritarian, how strict American schools are. Because I would break a rule and get just like in so much trouble. But I'd get a C on my assignment and no one cared. It wasn't about me learning. It was about me following rules and shouldn't mm. it, it shouldn't matter what rules I do or do not follow if I'm learning, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I kind of blew my mind because I never really thought about it. But yeah, it is. At least American schools can be a bit author of, you know, just about following rules. And you went to a Catholic school, so that's probably super true for you. Yeah. Big yeah. Time. And it reminds me of in the case with the India, uh, stu- the, you know, the woman named India. She, I think that that principal who was, Obviously, from the way he said African-American, definitely a white man. Um, I think he was upset because she wasn't following the rules and she wasn't being obedient. And she was, you know, he had to like smack that, not smack, (laughs) we didn't hit her, like, you know, knock that out of her. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's stupid. It's a waste of time and it takes away from the education. Yeah. I mean, my school in particular, having gone to Catholic school was like very strict. I mean, 
you could get detention for wearing the wrong color socks because <laughs> we had, you know, a dress code when it came to so socks you wore, the type of shoes you wore, all those things. I hate super strict school uniforms like that. I think it's so stupid. They have really strict uniforms in Japan and it drives me mad because they'll do like inspections of the students' um, uniforms at not every day, but like at certain a couple times a year. Mm-hmm. And especially with like the women, it just like it feels really gross to me to like mm-hmm. measure the girls' skirts, and they're mm-hmm. not allowed to have their ears pierced. They're not allowed to wear makeup. They're not allowed to have paint their nails. Oh, for school, and it's just it's so dumb. Like, what does it matter if someone's got fucking pink nails? They're still gonna learn. I think it's dumb. I think it's it's not very old fashioned. All right, more quotes quotes from this awesome man. He cites a sketch from the TV show Widest Kids You Know, which was a show I would watch on late night TV when I wanted to be edgy as a 12-year-old. <laughs> it's a, like a sketch comedy show. Yeah. In it, they recite the pledge with the following words. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. Thank you very, very much for letting us little kids live here. It really, really was nice of you. You didn't have to do it. And it's really not creepy to have little, little kids mindlessly recite this anthem every day and pledge their life to a government before they're old enough to really think about what they're saying. This is not a form of brainwashing. (laughs) Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. That was really, really nice of you. (laughs) Gotta be thankful and stand. We could throw you out. That's from that article. And the final little bit here is I tried to go through some modern legal challenges of, you know, being forced to say the pledge. Mm. And it was it was a mess because it's all all shit. Um, Mm. 2002, there was a ruling of the Ninth Circuit of Appeals, which I think is right before the Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. Um, That students cannot be forced to say under God. But it was later reversed. I wrote a question mark because it seemed like it was. Then in 2004, the Supreme Court heard a case about a student being forced to say the pledge, but was dismissed on a technicality because the father in the suit was not the custodial parent. Okay. And then 2005, a new suit was filed in mm. California on behalf of three unnamed families. Mm-hmm. And a district court in California ruled in the favor of the families meaning that they don't have to recite the pledge they cited the president of the 2002 ruling of the ninth circuit of appeals that i mentioned before Mm. um i think this is specifically about the under god thing Mm. you can't make the kids say under god um then in 2005 no sorry in 2006 there was a florida case of fraser versus alexandre which was a federal district court in florida ruled that a 1942 state law requiring students do stand and recite the pledge of allegiance violates the first and the 14th amendment i don't know what the 14th amendment is as a result of that decision a florida district school district was ordered to pay thirty-two thousand dollars to a student who chose not to stay the pledge and was ridiculed and called unpatriotic by a teacher wow so from my brief looking at basically the current state of this is that the supreme court i don't think has ever ruled on it has never ruled if students should be forced to say the pledge or if they should be forced to, you know, say under God. And I think that's because I guess it's not that important of an issue in the realm of things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I think it's stupid and they shouldn't be made to do it. Cause I think it does go against first amendment rights, mm-hmm. but basically it kind of is up to the States, different States uh, courts and different federal courts have made a lot of different rulings and mm. the Supreme Court hasn't weighed on since that case earlier when they just threw it out. So meaning legality is kind of just up in the air. 
but as I said, you know, how important is it? Yeah. Like that's what I've been thinking this whole time. When we talk about all the court cases and everything, I think like, this isn't important. You don't think that, but part of me wants it to be important because I just think it's so stupid that children are made to recite the Pledge of Allegiance. But I guess you're right. In the realm of like things that we could have court cases about, I guess it's not that important. Not to say that it has no importance. It's just like when we have limited resources and time, the idea that like the Supreme Court or other courts are like deliberating on this or like people are wasting their time like forcing it. I don't know. I don't agree that it should be compulsory. I think it's excessive and unnecessary and outdated. Um, Not that it ever was like appropriate, but um, (laughs) definitely outdated. Yeah, it's so outdated now. I think that it's weird that we have children recite the pledge and we take it so seriously, but I think it's less, I think it's more of a symptom of Mm. an overarching kind of like nationalist, patriotic, over the top kind of a feeling and opinion in many Americans and in uh, many parts of the American government. And I think that's what I don't like. And this is just a really good example of showing Mm. that, showcasing that and getting rid of the Pledge of Allegiance doesn't fix that problem, I Mm. guess. So in a way, yeah, it's kind of not worth spending time on because we should Mm. try to see if we can fix the bigger problem upstream to fix the problem Mm. downstream. It's certainly a symptom of, of nationalism. Yeah, so I'm, I'm really not into nationalism. I, no, I, no, 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 no. In any know, country, not just in yeah, America. In exactly, exactly. You can love your country, you can love where you're from, but that's different than nationalism because like, mm-hmm. I have a soft spot for my home state, which mm-hmm. is not Texas as much as I talk about Texas. <laughs> um, I have a soft spot for my home state and, but I also hate my home state in a way because it's like, uh, it's in the South, it's really politically conservative and I'm not but I still love it like I still it's still my home and you can have you can have like a weird kind of pride in your home without taking it to the level of like my home is God no I completely agree with you like I would say that I like living in the United States I want to continue living in the United States like I want the country to be better and like there are many aspects of America and American culture and all of that that I do love and like connect with on a deep level and I think that those cultural aspects have contributed to the person that I am but I'm not nationalist at all or even patriotic yeah really not patriotic (laughs) (laughs) no uh which would disappoint a lot of people in my family because a lot of people in my family are are very patriotic same well, you know what? Maybe we should think of it this way. We're not patriotic in sort of the uh, traditional sense, but maybe we're patriotic in other ways. Like patriotic to me can mean I want the U.S. to be better. Mm-hmm. I want police reform. I want healthcare reform. I want clean energy. Like these are things that I want and I mm-hmm. like. And, mm-hmm. and showing my country and the other people that live in my country that I love and care about them and their problems is patriotic to me. I agree. And that if that is a way of expressing patriotism, then that is the way that I express my patriotism is by being critical. Yeah. Not hateful, but critical. I think critical is good. You have to, like, Mm -hmm. if there's problems, you have to tell people or they don't get soft. It's like any good relationship has communication. Mm -hmm. And I guess when I'm in a relationship with my country and I got to communicate the problems that we have. I'm in an abusive relationship with America. (laughs) 
<laughs> Maybe I just need to get out. That's why I'm in Japan. I'm in Japan. We're not, I don't know if America and I are going to work it out, you know? I don't know. There's just so much history. <laughs> no, I mean, I actually, as a white person in the U.S., I'm, I'm pretty fine. I'm pretty middle class. If I go back to the U.S., I'd be fine. There are things that I don't like and I want them to get fixed, but I do recognize that I have privilege in the U.S. 100%. So do I. Yeah. I've had a very privileged existence in life yep. in the United States. Yep. All right. So that's everything I have on the topic of Pledge of Allegiance and the history of the flag. Do you have any comments, concerns, additions, um, insults? <laughs> so many insults. I don't have anything to add. I think that was really interesting. Totally unexpected. <laughs> yeah, right. Totally topic. random. And really revealed my lack of knowledge around certain Americana, I guess hey, I you know. could say. I didn't know until I researched all this. I didn't know in the Pledge of Allegiance. I thought Pledge of Allegiance maybe was made in like fucking 1776. I didn't know. It's yeah. something I haven't thought about since I left school, to be honest with you. Yeah, that's what I thought would be interesting about this. Because it's when she like leaves school, it's not really something that you think about or you talk about. And I feel like it could even be kind of striking to other people. Like, I wonder if my, my Japanese coworker that listens to this is going to be like, you guys do what every day at school? Mm-hmm. That's wild. It is wild. All right. Well, then I think that's all we have for today. Yeah. Shall we wrap it up? I guess we shall. This has been TMI. T- Thank you so much. Can't do it. I was trying to do like a finger, like a T. I don't a know how to, I, I don't know. T, T. And then M. M. I. <laughs> I. Nope. That was another T. I screwed it up. I. Uh, that was good. All but right. We'll, so we'll case I. this has been <laughs> TMI. Bye. Bye. Okay. okay. All right. I'll count. And then and then after that you'll introduce us. Okay. All right. It's okay. You can mess up. We we have we have editor. We have two of the best editors <laughs> two in the world. Two of the best editors in the world. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Three. Right.